Welcome to the Moms and PT School Podcast, a haven for stories of encouragement, inspiration, and insight for mothers that are veterans, new grads, and students in physical therapy. My name's Donette, and I'm a second-year PT student, mother of a brilliant seven-year-old daughter, and wife to my husband of seven years and companion of 17. Please join me as I share my experience and those of other mothers navigating through the challenges of PT school with the family in hopes to empower and reassure mothers that they aren't alone on this journey to becoming doctors of physical therapy. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy the following episode. Well, thank you again for joining us on another episode of Moms in PT School. I have yet another amazing mother I have had the opportunity to meet through the Instagram page for Moms in PT School and it has given us this opportunity to listen to her and just be inspired by her story. So without further ado, I will introduce Ms. Abigail Salazar. She is a second year PT student with two children and with that I will let her share the rest of her story. So Abigail, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh I uh, I was a little scared because, like I told you earlier, I tend to ramble. So I'm trying to, you know, remind myself. Yeah, ramble, ramble, girl, ramble. <laughs> We're here to listen. Um, so you never know what people will connect with. So, <laughs> well, like Donna said, I'm a second year PT student. Uh, we actually just started our fall semester this this past week, and I feel like I'm already behind. Um, but I'll, I'll be fine. I uh, just need to get organized. Uh, I have two kids. Uh, my son, Marvin, he's going to be in the seventh grade, uh, actually starting next week. And my daughter's 18, uh, Kalia. She goes to Rutgers University in Camden, but thank goodness she was able to stay home for the semester. Um, so all online classes, uh, but she'll be moving there in January because um, she plays volleyball um, for the team. So um yeah she she will end up having to go so we'll we'll see how that goes come springtime yeah and how about for you with um with your program how are they setting things up in terms of keeping things online or doing it hybrid um so everything is online um and my son actually i feel bad because his first day is monday and uh i have to go to campus for for class for labs so I've asked my daughter to um, help him log yeah. on to, uh, you know, to, to his classes. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I'll be texting her throughout the day in between my classes and, you know, hopefully everything goes well. But, you know, I'm making sure he has all his supplies and um, everything that he needs, that they both need, actually, you know, mm -hmm. will be taken care of. So um, he did a little bit of online uh, last or springtime uh, mm -hmm. when he was in the sixth grade because you know they shut everything down exactly. so he had a little bit of practice with that and making sure that um you know basically knowing the tech side of it um and me knowing what he needs help with mm -hmm. and you know with the whole online plus online learning process and so uh going into the fall like I kind of knew okay I gotta do this for him or you know, or, you know, or the flip side, you know, he does a good job of doing this on his own. Mm -hmm. So uh, springtime definitely was like a good time to learn what works and what didn't work with online learning. Right. And you're doing that yourself too, at the same time. I am. <laughs> I am. And a lot of the students, well, actually, 
it seemed like a lot of students liked uh, or did not like the online learning. Um, but, and you know, a lot of them were eager to go back to campus, but one of our professors actually um, just took a quick survey and like 90% of us actually did like the online learning. So, um, people, I, guess, I guess, you know, like <laughs> people who complain may seem the loudest, you know, make it make sense. Right. Like the majority. <laughs> right. And then us who did like it just kind of sat in the background and didn't say much about it. But I, I like it just because I, I live an hour away from school. And mm -hmm. so I, you know, that was an hour, actually two hours every day saved, you know, from the commute, sometimes mm -hmm. even two and a half, mm -hmm. uh, the gas, the tolls, right. you know, and so, right. I, you know, I got a little bit, a little bit back um, of time in my life every day. And so yeah. I really like that, you know, that part of it. Um, and just, you know, not having to rush to, or, you know, wake up super early in the morning to, to start my day. So mm -hmm. I, I like it. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not speaking for everyone, but, but it's working out for me and my family. Right. And, and not to take over the conversation about the program I go to, but it is a hybrid program. So even before, okay. you know, everything started with the pandemic, we had already been used to having that virtual, you know, doing all of our, our didactic work with our lectures online and everything. And then we would go to Knoxville every quarter to do all the, the hands-on uh, portion. So we were already kind of, I guess, preparing for this moment. Um, so we, we did have an easier transition, but it's been pretty cool being able to talk to other students who haven't in that situation and just sharing some of the, the tips of what's been working for us. So it's been, been an interesting yeah. transition. Yeah, I mean, when we ended up going back to campus, which was uh, like end of June, mm -hmm. we had labs every single day, uh, all day long. And so, you know, for me, it was, oh, I, I do like the fact that I came back of me, you know, I'm able to do the hands-on part of it, but it was a little exhausting, you know, transitioning from being at home, you know, right. you know, having lectures while I'm just laid out on the couch or, you know, whatever it is, and then to having to go to campus and be there all day. It was like, oh, I, I have to like, have okay. full attention. I have to put clothes on. Can't be right. my pajamas. <laughs> right. I got to brush my hair. Okay. Right. <laughs> So, um, but no, it, it was, uh, it was good. And um, I think now fall semester, we are kind of uh, out of the whole figuring it out phase. And mm -hmm. it's like, okay, we, we, this is what we're, you know, it's going to happen probably into springtime as well. So mentally, at least I know mentally I'm, I'm prepared. So. Good. good. Well, I'm, I'm happy that's been a, a positive story for you in, in that regard. So, and we'll dive more into that, especially on how, that all plays in, into, you know, doing your your work and studying and stuff, especially with, sure. your, with your children. Um, but can you give us a bit of, of background about yourself and how you found yourself in uh, this journey of physical therapy? Yeah, so I actually worked in retail for almost 13 years. Um, I worked in security and uh, I really loved it. Um, and I can honestly say I was good at it. Um, and it was getting to the point where I was, you know, being promoted. And uh, when I left, I was basically um, like second in charge of like the region that I was working in. Mm -hmm. um, the next step would have been for me to have my own region. And um, at, at that point in my life, uh, not having my bachelor's, actually not even having my associates, it was good money. 
I was like, oh, like, why, why would I leave? And I got comfortable. And like I said, I loved it. Um, but again, it's retail. And um, at the time, I was like, this was 2016, uh, or actually 2015, sorry. Um, I was like, okay, I don't like how uh, things are going with retail. It, there was not a lot of, there was no job security, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and in the back of my mind, I've always wanted to get my degree. You know, at that point, it was like, it, it, I don't even know what, what degree, but I was like, I just got to finish school. And I've been taking uh, classes at um, the community college, like one or two classes a semester whenever I can. And so when I sat down and really looked at how long it would take for me to get my uh, my bachelor's degree, I was like, I got to keep doing this for 15 years? I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> no. Um, and so uh, I was like, okay, I, I needed to do something completely different. And so I quit my, my job that I've been doing for, you know, like I said, for like 13 years at that point. Um, really good paying job, mind you. And I said, I'm going to be a full-time student. And that's what I did. Um, it was really crazy, but I had, I had to do it, you know, because my kids are getting older and I was like, well, I don't want to be in college. But my kids are in college. And, and I was like, I, I need to do this now. And so, um, went full-time, got my associates, transferred then to, uh, University of Maryland, got my bachelor's degree. Um, and then basically a week after I got my bachelor's, started PT school. And so I uh, basically just said, this is what I need to do. And I did not never looked back. Um, but uh, going into PT school, actually, that wasn't my original plan. Uh, when I was um, finishing up my associates uh, and then doing the whole transfer uh, work to get into Maryland, I was actually gonna do a uh, pharmacy. Um, so I was actually taking all the prereqs. Wow. Um, and then I started working part-time at a pharmacy. And that's when I realized mm -hmm. it's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, in my manager, I, I really appreciate, you know, all the conversations we had. Um, she was a great pharmacist and she, you know, she, she was really good at her job. Um, then she, when I told her, you know, um, I don't think I'm going to go into pharmacy anymore. And she said, you know, you know, pharmacy is not all retail. You know, there's also research, there's other aspects of pharmacy. And I, and I, and I knew that, but really, uh, I had to do a lot of self-reflection. And mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I was like, this isn't for me. Like, mm -hmm. this really isn't for me. Um, so I basically started looking for other careers, other programs where um, that was in the health, you know, um, in a health field and also would basically take all the prereqs that I've already taken. <laughs> and so, and so found physical therapy and looked into it, did my shadowing. And I was like, oh my gosh, how mm -hmm. come I've never found this, you know, before. And I really fell in love with it. I like the fact that, you know, you have this different connection with the patients that's different mm -hmm. from other um, health careers. And so, um, once I decided that that was that, I, like I said, I never, I've never looked back, and, and here I am, second year. It's a little mm -hmm. scary, but um, I, I know I made the right decision, and you know, going into this field. So. That is amazing. And what uh, program are you in again? I'm at the uh, University of Maryland, Baltimore. Okay. All right. And so, what, what were your your kids' thoughts when you were like, I'm quitting my job. I'm going to school. 
<laughs> well, so the, the school thing, they're, they've kind of always been used to it because like I said, I've been taking one or two classes a semester, mm -hmm. so, you know, the whole time I was working full, uh, full time. So they were kind of used to me always being a student slash mom. So that part of it um, uh, wasn't anything different, but uh, quitting work, that was a different conversation because it was like, you know, I'm going to be a broke college student, basically. Um, so the things that we used to do, things that we used to buy, it's that's not going to be our life for the next, at that point, five years. Mm -hmm. So, um, and they knew, I mean, we, we always live modestly anyway. So it's not like, you know, oh, let's cut a trip to Japan. Like, no, that wasn't, you know, <laughs> in our usual budget to begin with. Um, and so, uh, but the kids have been great. They've been my like number one um, fans, basically just cheering me on. And mm -hmm. um, I, I don't think, I don't think it's phased them. And anytime I tell them, you know, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm like, okay, something else that she's going to tell Basically what they're saying under their breath. Um, but no, they're, they're great. They're, they're very understanding. And they know that I'm uh, more so my, my daughter because she's 18. So she understands. Mm -hmm. Um, so even though I didn't want to go to college while my, my kids were going to college, well, we're both now college students, <laughs> um, and it's okay. And, and she can see, um, you know, what I, what I had to go through to get to this point. Mm -hmm. And I'm now able to help her, um, with the things that she has to do. So I'm, I'm first generation. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, my mom had, uh, immigrated here in the seventies from the Philippines, Philippines. And so when I was going through, um, you know, high school graduation and going into college, like she didn't fully understand it, you know, because she didn't have to go through that process. Mm -hmm. And so I, now I'm able to, you know, help my daughter out because I had to go through that process basically almost on my own. So. Right, right. And so what has that support system look like, especially, you know, as a, a single mother and, you know, going through all of these, you know, new chapters in your life with changing careers and and now uh, with school with academics yeah so I mean my parents have always been supportive um they to them it's always been go back to school get your degree it's that's the main thing that they've been you know basically drilling into my head and me being stubborn that I am had to learn the hard way and now in my 30s it's like okay now now I do need to go back to school and, and you know get my life together um, but I, you know, I, like I said, my parents have been supportive. My, my friends have been fully supportive. Like all my friends came to my, my, uh, graduation. Um, and, um, I, I definitely think like the, the, even the little things, like, you know, if I can't take my kids to the, their doctor's appointment, um, my friends are there and they could take them, you know, like little things like that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very, very helpful, very much appreciated. And I definitely appreciate the support system that I have. Um, and then as far, and you mentioned that I am a single mom and uh, their dad, uh, he's not really part of their life, but you know, I'm, I'm dating and I'm actually seeing someone and he's amazing. And he's uh, been totally supportive, you know, of the, um, of my decisions with, you know, with PT school, and um yeah so i'm i'm blessed in that i do have a good support system whether it's family friends helping and you know whatever way they can and and not even just helping but just being cheerleaders you know and then cheering me on and um if they ask me to go out you know 
to, to brunch or something. And I'm like, I can't, I got an exam on Monday. Like they understand, you know, there's, it's, there's no pressure because they know once I'm in school mode, I am fully on school mode. So during those two weeks in between our, uh, our blocks, okay, mm-hmm. I can do whatever. Um, and so, so yeah, like, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky that, that I do have that support system. That's amazing. And, um, uh, <laughs> again, just going back to that same theme of support is just essential. You know, it doesn't matter who, I mean, for you, it sounds like you have your own extended family through your friends, you know, and so it doesn't matter if you are married, if you're single, if you're, you know, just in a relationship, you know, whoever your significant other is, as long as you know that you have support from others, as much as we like to call ourselves, you know, super moms, we really can't do it all ourselves. So just to hear who, is in your life and has been helping you with that foundation with yourself and with your children is, is phenomenal. So um, I'm definitely happy to hear that for you and how that's all been playing out. Um, So what has, you know, we're in our, we're in our thirties, you and me both going back to school. (laughs) And now, you know, we have this such rigor of the program has that been an adjustment for you in terms of studying and or even what has the mental or emotional toll been like have you had any struggles in that regard um well so one of the things I um learn and I'm not sure if it's age or it's just the difference in um what we're learning um Mm -hmm. but the things that work for me for in, in undergrad um didn't necessarily work for me in PT school as far as, you know, my learning uh, style or study, you know, uh, tricks that I, that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not really working out uh, in, in PT school. Not, not all of it, at least. Um, and so, um, so that's one thing that it took me. Um, so my first class was uh, anatomy. And um, I, by the time we got our, we, took our second exam I was like if I don't change how I'm studying for this program I, you know I'm gonna end up failing out of it mm-hmm. and so um and then again going back to well, I'm in my 30s is like I don't have the time to figure it out like this is it this yeah. is it I'm in it I better figure it out because I mm-hmm. don't have a choice and mm-hmm. so um that was one thing. Uh, second thing was uh, basically using my kids to to practice. So like like surface anatomy, you mm-hmm. know, like I I would draw on them, um, or if there was a uh, an, uh, what we call them PBAs, uh, practice based assessments. Um, so the hands on part. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever I had an exam coming up, I would use my kids. You know, I would say, okay, pretend that you can't do this, and then mm-hmm. I would you know thought, you know do what I had to do. Uh, to practice on them and so basically utilizing what I have uh, around me uh, to study and then um, I think my main thing is time management um, I, I'm not going to say that I'm the best at it but I definitely am forced to be decent at it mm-hmm. um, because if I don't keep track of you know uh, how much I study when I study and what is it that I'm actually studying 
um, I tend to lose track of time and I end up doing other things around the house. And it's like, well, it, it's okay if, you know, the kitchen isn't swept, you know, like <laughs> I need to go back and like, you know, study this thing. You know, I can always go back to that, you know, after the exam or something. I mean, mm-hmm. my house isn't a mess, I promise, but, um, <laughs> um, you know, it was just little things like that. And just kind of making sure that I'm, uh, for a long time, you know, I prioritize other things and it's just reminding myself every once in a while that I don't have a choice like I gotta make this work and so um it's kind of I'm not saying it's the best strategy but Mm -hmm. to me it's the driving force in um making sure I stay on track and and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do because I don't have the luxury that a lot of my other um peers you know they're in their early mid-20s you know I don't have that luxury I'm about to be 40 like next year like I can't (laughs) like I don't have I don't have time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to, to to figure it out so um so yeah just just having to learn very quickly what what works and what doesn't work and mm-hmm. so I mean I, like I said I don't necessarily think it's an age thing I think it's just you know it comes with age that you know right. you you understand yourself uh a lot better most um, definitely shout out to 40 next year okay <laughs> that's amazing so in that realm just you know since that was kind of brought up what is the the um the what was the word I'm looking for I just lost track of of my words the division in terms of uh are there many other parents in your program are there um you know age-wise is it pretty spread out or so there are 65 students in my cohort. I'm the oldest. I just found that out. Um, the next oldest, um, he has uh, one son, and I think he's like maybe one or two years old. Um, and But most of the students are in their mid, uh, early to mid-20s. There might be like two or three two or three others who are in their early very early mm-hmm. um, 30s um and so uh, you know but actually like my um my, my classmates i they're all very mature mm-hmm. so i don't feel like i'm dealing they don't have to be yeah. <laughs> right um they're, they're very mature and they um like i don't they don't treat me differently you know mm-hmm. because i'm older than them so that much i appreciate and do you have that uh camaraderie with other classmates the ones who are parents you know just having someone else to talk to um and relate to in that regard does that help at all with you know being in the um uh yes yes and no when we do like peds uh material like Mm -hmm. me and him will kind of you know be able to relate on different things um because you know, they'll teach us something and we'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, we remember that when when that happened with our kids or whatever. Um, But besides that, pretty much, no, I just know on a side note, totally unrelated, when we did our PEDS um, material, I couldn't remember different things that I had studied. And so I ended up just thinking, oh, when my kid was four, what were they probably not the best thing to do when you're taking an exam um but I just couldn't remember to save right. my life um but that's what I used and it worked for me and it was great right, so um but um uh, but besides that no like um 
pretty much yeah like my other the uh, my other um classmates you know they're very like I said they're very um what's the word um they don't treat me differently because I'm a mom mm-hmm. you know if anything it's like one you know one more thing that we can talk about like oh hey how are your kids you know? yeah yeah your daughter going to school and you know stuff like that so that's, <laughs> that's awesome and so let's talk about just you and um like self-care things of that nature have you either before during um being in school whether it was undergrad or um now in in the doctorate program um were there any hobbies or interests little habits you know things that you did for yourself especially you know mentally or physically that wellness have you been able to keep up with any of that uh yeah so um during my undergrad senior year that was when i was doing my uh shadowing at the different um uh physical therapy um sites for my school i had to do at least 100 hours mm-hmm. and so um seeing what they had to do i was like oh this is very physical like oh yeah so there's the name of you know <laughs> the actual <laughs> um you know career physical therapist so i was like i think i need to get in shape you know uh, and so during my senior year was when i started to um really focus on getting in shape i mean prior to that it was like oh you know walks around the neighborhood and bounce of okay oh let me you know, get fit, and which wouldn't last, you know, mm-hmm. more than a month. But senior year, I really was like, you know, I need to really get it together. Um, because, well, for a couple of reasons. One, I, sh- you know, I need to be fit to, to be a therapist, you know, I need to be able to do all these physical things that's going to be required of me in this, right. uh, in this position. Um, and another, and another reason, which is a little bit, you know, is a little, um, what is the word? Um, basically, I knew that my graduation was coming up and we'll be taking a lot of pictures. And I was like, well, I don't want to look fat in right, any right. pictures. <laughs> so um, yeah, so then that was another reason to get in shape. And so mm-hmm. I actually did keto um, and workout. And so I ended up losing like 20 pounds in like five months. And wow. so um, yeah, it went really well. And mind you, so I'm Filipino, we eat rice every day, not eating rice during keto was super hard, but I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but after I did that, I maintained, you know, the working out piece. And so um, I transitioned from working out four days a week to five days a week to six days a week. And so it was one of those things that, you know, I had to do it first thing in the morning um and I'm not a morning person but I was going you're a morning person <laughs> yeah no I forced myself to wake up at five o'clock mm-hmm. and work out and it got to the point where if for whatever reason I didn't work out let's say I you know didn't get enough didn't get enough sleep or I had to spend that time to study instead for an exam mm-hmm. um it just felt off like something's not right you know like so it it got to the point where it had to be done um, unless, you know, or, you know, unless something else came up, but it had to be done or else it, I just wouldn't feel right for the rest of the day. And so, um, it also helped that during my last semester, senior year, I took this class. I don't remember exactly what it was called, but basically one of the things that we learned was, um, learning good habits and how to stick to those good habits. And so one of the goals that I had set in that class was working out consistently. And so, um that's one of the main things that I do 
to um to you know maintain you know my my health um <clears throat> and sanity <laughs> as well and um and I've actually gotten one of my uh one of my classmates um he's a trainer I had him um put together a workout for me and I'm like nice. one week into it and I and I and I and I love it and I was like so you know I you know, tell me how much, you know, I owe you. And he was like, no, you don't owe me anything. And I'm like, what are you, I was like, you put a lot, he put a lot of work into it. And, but he said, you know, he's, he's getting training. Uh, he's getting experience from it as well. Um, mm -hmm. And so I told him, okay, well then, you know, you doing this for me for free, I promise I'll give you constructive feedback, you know, on what works and what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, it basically just um, working out consistently. And I, and I like, that my kids see it too, um, you know, that I'm taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. uh, so actually come Monday, my son's going to hate me, but he's going to wake up in the morning with me to work out before. Oh, he, he doesn't know this yet? We did this for a little bit during oh, okay. the quarantine. Um, we, we did it for like two months and he was really good at it. And he, he was consistent, but I don't know what happened, but, um, but it stopped. But he, we're going to go back into it and, um, He's not gonna be happy, but it is what it is. Um, but uh, but yeah, but that's one of the main things that I do. Um, uh, another thing that I do actually is I have um, like these books that have prayers in them, and uh, I and I I say I'm religious. I'm not, but I'm not ultra religious. I do pray, you know, every night, and I do keep you know God in mind, you know, in everything that I do. Um, but I made it, uh, I made it a point to make sure that I read one prayer, um, from the book, from the books that I have, um, every night before I go to sleep and first thing in the morning. And so I don't know what happened during quarantine, but I didn't read for like two or three days straight from it. And I was like, wait, something's not right. Like, you know, so I, again, it's just getting into the habit of doing mm -hmm. certain things. So when you don't do it, it's mm -hmm. like, wait, something's not right. Right, um, right. But it, it kind of helps me just, you know, get centered and focus mm -hmm. on um, on what I need to do. So that's that's great to hear. That that's something that I've definitely feel like I've struggled with is just that consistency. You know, so starting off and doing great, and then some test or project or whatever, you know, just gets me stressed, and all that's all I focus on. And then I've gotten out of the routine, so I'll, it's easy to say, oh, I'll get back to it. And then, you know, it, you, you know going by. Go exactly, right. exactly. <laughs> so definitely making that part of mm -hmm. the lifestyle and then not making it, you know, and not feeling like a chore, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. Like when I, when I first started working out, I try to do it like after class or like at night before I go to sleep or something, mm -hmm. but something would always come up. Right. And so that, that, that other something was always more important. And mm -hmm. so I said, okay, the only way I'll really stick to this is if I do this first thing in the morning, because mm -hmm. if I tell myself, oh, I'll work it after school. No, I'm not. I'm lying to myself at that point. You know, because it's like, oh, well, I need to review, I need to study, I need to right. cook dinner, whatever it is. It's like, yeah, no, get it done first thing in the morning and you don't have to think about it for the rest of the day. <sighs> I'm going to have to make you my accountability partner. <laughs> send me a message. Did you do your workout th this morning? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's great to hear. And I'm sure that helps a lot just mentally with dealing with all the stress that we have with being in 
um, a program such as this, you know, with it, again, with it just being so rigorous and uh, it's, it's doctorate level. It's like you said, it's, this is an undergrad anymore. So, yep. so yeah, um, finding those healthy ways to uh, be able to manage stress is very, very important. Um, yeah, it's nothing complicated, nothing fancy. Like, um, like I said, when I uh, had my um, classmate, uh, you know, um, put together the workout plan for me, I just told him, look, my only uh, request is that it be no more than an hour. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, because if, if I go past an hour in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, I could be doing this, this, and this. And yeah. Stuff. And so yeah. I didn't want the guilt to end up, you know, um, side, you know, uh, distracting me from the workout and Mm -hmm. so he and he did so he he um set it so that it's no more than an hour and i've been Mm -hmm. consistent with it so that that helps that's great that's that's good advice too um because then you start counting the minutes instead of actually Mm -hmm. focusing on what your workout is um so how have things been in terms of like with your kids and i mean i know you're good at your time management um whether it's studying, working out, things of that nature, how is it with quality time with your children? Is it easy or is it um, something that you have to intentionally say, okay, I have, let me make this intentional time with my children, especially since your children are older, you know, they have their own social lives, um, thing, you know, things of that nature. So how have you been able to manage that? So um, th- that was one of the things that I was kind of worried about, um, you know, being full-time in this program, intensive <laughs> program. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, and I thought that I would have to um, purposely make t- quality time, right? But actually I found that I don't need to set aside quality time. So my kids do this thing where when they know that I'm busy doing something, that's when they need me, right? So yesterday, <laughs> I was in the middle of lecture, uh, online lecture, and I'm trying to understand what's going on. And my daughter comes in and she's asking me questions about some form she has to fill out. And I'm like, I had all, you know, this was like two o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm like, I had an hour break, you know, I had a break every hour. Why? It's like five times now at this right. point, it's, it's, our classes start at eight o'clock. I was like, why couldn't you come to me at any of those other points? And she's like, I just woke up. What? Oh my God. Okay. What, what do you mean? I, I'm giving you two minutes to tell me whatever it is that you need. And so, but what ended up happening is she ended up sharing, well, she told me what she needed, mm-hmm. plus ended up sharing some other things, you know? And so okay, my quality time with them might be only like a total of 10 minutes a day, but at, for, you know, for each of them, but it's still time that I've spent with them, you know, okay. and they know that I, they know that I still love them, that I care <laughs> about them. Um, but like I said, yeah, when they know I'm in the middle of something, that's when they end up needing me. And so it's okay. You know, yeah. I thank goodness our lectures are recorded. So if I, right. do miss something, <laughs> I can go back, but, um, but it's just reminding myself that I shouldn't feel guilty, you know, that I'm prioritizing school, um, and that, uh, they're kids and that they're, they're not always going to necessarily understand. Um, but, uh, but 
not to feel guilty about it, you know, and uh, okay, like I said, yeah, 10 minutes, that's still quality time, mm-hmm. you know, it's, mm-hmm. we're not vacationing somewhere, right. but, you know, it is what it is, like, you're gonna get this, you know, two minutes with me right now, you, you know, telling me random things, and you're <laughs> sitting here, like, girl, you better hurry up and okay. tell me what you need, <laughs> but I it's so quality time. <laughs> My daughter does the same thing, and I'm like, she waits right until I'm on the phone, which now she's gotten used to like when I'm doing interviews and stuff when the doors closed not to to interrupt but if it's classes I guess she's I don't know she knows they're recorded because she's it's not important to her (laughs) no not at all so it's just funny I guess that's just a universal thing children do so but um but I I'm glad you brought up that topic about guilt because that's something that used to weigh on me so much and other um moms that I spoke to about just feeling like, you know, you're trying to, to serve everybody, you know, yourself and your family, your, your children, um, your professors, you know, and it's hard to feel like you're doing everything equally and it doesn't always work out that way. But like you said, knowing why you're doing what you're doing, when your um, family understands and respects that, then, you know, that definitely makes it easier as well. So yeah, yeah just and definitely. reminding myself that it is called quality time not mm-hmm. quantity of time you know mm. it, it means that it I don't have to be there on hours on end you mm. know sitting next to them having a full yeah. lot conversation that's it's not gonna be that way um I'd probably get bored talking to them about whatever it is that they want TikTok I mean god don't tell <laughs> don't talk to me about TikTok please um so you know um it's just the little conversations throughout the day I think uh is re- reminds me and them mm-hmm. you know that we love each other you know I gotta do what I need to do and they're gonna do what they need to do um at the end of the day you know we're all we're all doing this out of love and, mm-hmm. and making sure that we're good in the future Hmm. Yes. And I love that you, you preface that because it is quality, quality over quantity. So, kind of, <laughs> so th- this has been great, by the way, you've been giving so much uh, great quality of information. <laughs> and so I, I appreciate you, you know, just sharing all of this has been great. Um, so we've, you, we've really talked about pretty much the whole gamut of of everything um so one of my last questions would be what advice would you give to prospective or current moms in pt school and if it makes it easier you can talk to your past self you know before you got um into the program but what what is a piece of advice or pieces of advice do you think is vital for um, moms or getting into physical therapy school um let's see here uh it's a handful of things and a lot of it i've already touched on Mm -hmm. um uh again going back to the whole um not being guilty that you're Mm -hmm. putting your needs um uh first um because at the end of the day you're doing this for your family right so it's not like you're you're being selfish um with your time forever and ever no this is just temporary. This is just for the next few years. And after that, <laughs> it'll be okay. Um, 
So keep keeping that in mind. Um, and if you're able to, you know, have a good support system around you who are understanding, uh, very understanding of, uh, of what, um, what this program uh, that you're in is going to require of you um, and basically what's going to require of them, you know, being your support system. Mm -hmm. um, and so leading up to actually my undergrad, I've been able to weed out people, you know, out of my life who basically weren't up to it, right? They, mm -hmm. um, they, I knew they weren't going to be supportive, you know, with what I was going to do. So that's, you know, a second thing, having that good support system. Um, and actually another thing that I did was, um, I had actually reached out to another mom, um, at my son's school. Um, she's a, I think she's a stay at home mom, but she has four kids that age and range, ranged in age from like two to 16 at that point. Um, but I would see her at the school volunteering. She was always like in charge of something, doing something, um, very type A personality. And so I reached out to her. I said, look, you know, I don't know the details of your life, but you seem to be organized, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, be able to manage all these different things that you're having to juggle. I was like, can you, I, and I told her, you know, I'm about to go to PT school. I think I need just a little bit of help with time management. And mm -hmm. so she said, well, you know, and so she listed the different things that she does. Main thing being that everything goes in her, the calendar in her phone, right? Whether it's the kid stuff, her own mm -hmm. personal stuff, whether it's stuff with her husband, stuff mm -hmm. with the schools, um, everything was on this calendar. And so every single weekend was her time to just spend a few hours of making sure that that following week, they had everything they needed, mm -hmm. whether it was groceries, school supplies, whatever it is that she needed, her kids needed, mm -hmm. um, so that she wouldn't have to, you know, make a last minute trip uh, in the middle of the week, because those last minute trips that you have to take, they mm -hmm. add up. Yeah, they and they do. really cut into some really important time that you know mm. that you could be spending on you know um studying or you know whatever mm. it might be um and so uh so yeah so another tip i guess would be to reach out to others out there who um who you observe you know and i, I wasn't best friends with this lady you know like we've said hi to each other you know or, you know once in a while like we knew each other by name but we never you know went out for lunch together or anything like that or even coffee at that point and so it was like I, I reached out I was like listen you might not even want to help me but I'm going to ask for help anyway <laughs> so so reaching out to those who you see um uh, you know uh, are you know successful in whatever it is that they're doing and not be you know don't don't be afraid to to reach out and just ask at least ask you know right. they say no it's like well at least I asked right <laughs> Um, and I guess the last thing would just to be, um, just to make sure that you do, um, take care of yourself, um, in this process, mm. because we do get caught up as moms, um, in, you know, making sure everyone's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and, oh, let me make sure that, you know, I'm doing whatever I need to do for this program, but then it's like, well, I still have to be healthy, whether that's physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, and so just in, make sure you do what you need to do for that and not feel guilty about mm -hmm. it. So mm -hmm. um, that's very important. And um, I guess that's it. I mean, I don't want to repeat anything else I've said in the past <laughs> what, 45 minutes. <laughs> um, but yeah. Those I, are I, all I, yeah, <laughs> amazing nuggets. I, I, 
I agree with them all. And I feel like you were talking to me and I, I take <laughs> that. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's, a, it's all, I agree with everything that you said. Definitely. Definitely. So you moms out there, whoever is currently in school or are you thinking about it and not sure if this is something that you're able to do, just, you know, definitely make a list of those things that Abigail just said and see if you can check a majority of those things off of off of your list. Um, me, I, I would say that support support system being number one, you know. So yeah, for sure. Well, I don't want this to end. This has been great. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> so are, are there any things that you think that we haven't touched on um, that you want to bring up, whether it's about yourself or just, you know, any, anything in particular you think might be relevant? Um, well, maybe one little thing I could touch on um, from the perspective of a single mom mm -hmm. um, is that, like I mentioned earlier, that I am dating. And that's another thing to add to the bucket of things that you should not feel guilty about. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, it's a little... I'm sorry, you can um, repeat that last part. You, it, it froze for like... A, oh, I'm sorry. No, oh, yeah, the message came up about my internet <laughs> connection. Um, I was just saying that uh, uh, as, as a single mom, um, if you're going to go back out there in the dating world, uh, you shouldn't feel guilty about it. Um, like I, for me, it wasn't necessarily um, uh, an issue with, um, you know, how am I going to manage this in time-wise? It was more uh, emotional stuff dealing with my, my baby daddy that we're not going to talk about. But, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, be, <laughs> and being able to move you know, on from that and, and being comfortable and putting myself out there, I mean, which, you know, I think it doesn't even have to be like a dating thing or a romantic thing. It's just with anything, you know, making yourself vulnerable mm -hmm. is uh, scary. Yeah. And so um, when I finally did do that, found someone, um, it's, it definitely helps, you know, knowing that someone is, I mean, he's not going through the program with me, but he's another person that I can add to my list of, you know, supportive people. Um, uh, and uh, it's, it's great, you know, it's great having that, that other person. And even if, you know, you don't have that someone, I mean, cause you know, I was single for a while and it was like, I, I knew that with or without him, what I'm doing is, mm -hmm. is to better myself and my family, mm -hmm. you know? So um, I, I think, uh, just kind of putting that there for all the other single moms who are debating if they should go <laughs> into the dating world. Yeah. It's okay. You'll, you'll be fine. Go out there. You will figure out, you know, the time issue and don't feel guilty about it. So. And I, that, that I yeah, that's perfect. That mm -hmm. is amazing. I haven't had anyone else to, to mention that. And I'm glad that you did because it's it's important i mean you're still a person you know whether you're you're right. a student you're a mom but you know that's still all part of uh who what makes you you know so not feeling like you have to put those things or put your life on hold uh because you are in school so yeah um i i had mentioned it to to someone in my class that you know that i you know was dating and they're like how do you find the time and it's like you make time for what you want to make time for yeah. at the end of the day 
yes you know, as, as much as you want to say oh we don't have enough time it's like we have enough time we yeah just you know <laughs> we're being honest with ourselves right, we just gotta, right. you know, put it out there yeah so, so I, i'm glad you did mm-hmm. so i hope i hope whoever's listening you take that to heart for sure um this has been great abigail thank you again uh so much so much value i know whoever's listening has taken at least at the very least one thing that you've said to heart and uh will be able to implement it you know into their their lives and uh either as current student students or, or as prospective students so thank you again for for sharing all that if there is anyone that happens to be listening and if they are interested in reaching out to you, are they able to do that? And if so, sure. um, yeah, they can do it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm assuming you'll just, you'll post my handle on there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And just a uh, request to follow because mine is like set on um, private or whatever. So it's fine. Just request and I'll, and I'll allow it. All right. There you have it. Well, thank you again for, taking time away from, you know, your, with your kids and especially on the weekend. And, um, I look forward to, you know, sharing this and just having everybody else listen to it. So thank you again for this. And for those of you that are listening, I hope that you tune in to the next episode that we have for moms and PT school. So thank you. And you guys take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode, which I hope you found to be insightful and encouraging. Please don't hesitate to share this with any prospective or current mothers in physical therapy school as we begin to grow our chain of influence to these amazing moms and students. Hope you'll join us again on the next episode.